Welcome to Speaking of Sex with the Pleasure Mechanics. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics, and on this podcast, we have honest, soulful, explicit conversations about sex, pleasure, joy, and connection. Come on over to PleasureMechanics.com where you will find all of the resources we have lovingly generated for you so you can explore more pleasure, more joy, more connection on your own terms, in your own life. You'll find it all at PleasureMechanics.com. If you're new to the show, come on over to PleasureMechanics.com free and you'll get enrolled in our free online course so you can get started with us right away. If you've been hanging with us for a while and want to go deeper, head on over to pleasuremechanics.com slash love, and you'll find ways to take the next steps on your erotic journey. On today's show, we are kicking off Kinktober. You know, like October is here in the United States, at least um, the spooky month, um, the month leading up to Halloween. And in our culture, it's one of the ways we allow ourselves to celebrate um, not only like what we keep in the darkness, you know, spookiness and thrill and even a little bit of gore, um, but also it's a ritual of transformation, of costumery, a masquerade event at scale. And in the, you know, sex education world, October is Kinktober. So today we want to start off Kinktober and get us all in the mood for Halloween by talking about erotic role-playing for everybody. Mm. Erotic role-playing for everybody. Because erotic role-playing, even when I say that, your first reaction might be like, oh no, that's not for me. It's one of those ways of erotic play. It's one of those kinky topics that often when we hear about it, our imagination goes way to extremes and we opt out before we've even considered what it might offer us, how we might like to play with it, and in fact, how it already shows up in our sex lives, invited or uninvited, you know, it's like power dynamics. You're always working with power, whether or not you name it. So how about we look at it, choose it more explicitly, and have more fun with it in our sex lives? So erotic role-playing for everybody is what we'll be exploring today. And I love that we're exploring this in October. Of course, this subject is um, relevant all year round. A perennial topic. Yes, but (laughs) um, Halloween is our only kind of cultural holiday in our culture where we get to really embody a totally different energy, a totally different embodiment than our regular life and we do it in community we do it together and Mm. so it's such an interesting moment to really a get to embody something completely different if you want to and b notice what you get curious and lit up about in in the world who you might like to try and embody another moment or who you might like to be done by (laughs) (laughs) like what is sparking you and and kind of turning you on in some light way or a strong way well it's a carnival of roles and so we're talking about erotic role play and halloween is a really easy way to talk about roles through the idea of costumery accessories stepping into the skin of another human or beast Mm -hmm. or animal Mm -hmm. Uh, we just as a family walked around the halloween store as is like a annual ritual for us now 
Um, with the lens of like, look how many ways there are to play, how many things there are to dress up as, and also how any one accessory or prop can evoke so many different kinds of play and energy. And that's the lens we want to talk about erotic role playing through, because I think all too often we jump to scripts, Mm -hmm. right? And our brains go to these very traditional kind of played out cliche roles like boss secretary or, you know, cops and robbers or, you know, teacher student, right? These roles with embedded power dynamics that we all know from our day to day lives And we don't give ourselves enough space to really think about the huge range of roles and energies we can embody as humans and that we can do it just for play and for possibility and to give ourselves permission to express and act differently than we would in our daily lives. So just like on Halloween, you can put on like a monster mask and scare the kids Like you're not allowed to do that day to day, but we create this carnival, this festival, this ritual where we get to be either spooky or sexy or transform completely or bring out a part of us that wants to play. I think it's so interesting to think about how over time humans have used uh, festivals or masks and costumery to allow themselves to enter a different way of being, a different part of themselves, embodying different archetypes. I think it's a human need and we do it well together. It's such an interesting thing to explore. And in our culture, we don't have a lot of spaces for that. Halloween is really the only community cultural space to do this together. So we can like double down on this holiday as an opportunity to look at this. But what we really want to bring home is that we are all always operating in certain roles. Mm -hmm. And if we don't give ourselves permission for these, you know, these festivals and carnivals are perhaps annual rituals. But how do we give ourselves permission and space to explore this year round? And especially in the sanctity of our erotic lives, where we have the opportunity as adults to play, Mm -hmm. where we can create these zones of safety, where we can try new things, express parts of ourselves and do things we wouldn't do in day to day life. So just like on Halloween night, we can, you know, scare the children or be, you know, totally change our gender expression. A lot of people use Halloween as the opportunity to um, gender bend for the first time or become an animal and start growling or a bunny and be kind of shy and perky. Um, We can transform ourselves into just about anything. And in erotic role playing, we can create little zones of safety for that same possibility and potential So that like the question here is why? Because for some people, drama, storytelling, costumery in and of itself turns them on. Mm -hmm. And that is a reason alone. Like if it turns you on and is fun and playful for you and adds arousal to your erotic context, great. But for a lot of us, it's a little bit more fuzzy. And it's like, I don't necessarily need to put on a costume to have great sex But what about erotic role playing might add more fire to my sex life, might allow me more possibilities, open up windows to feel more. 
Right. I feel like so many of us have so many facets within us that could be uh, actualized and played with and explored for a certain amount of time to a certain level of intensity. Mm. But this role playing can be a way and a portal into allowing small slivers of our erotic selves to be expressed fully for a moment or an evening. Um, and that does allow for more variation and feeling ourselves differently. Yeah, and sometimes it's really temporary, right? It's like, let's just try this on like a hat and put it back. And other times people can develop whole alter egos mm. where they can slip into another skin and be that really strict vixen and have a different relationship with their husband than they do day to day, dropping the kids off, picking up the groceries, right? Because what we have to acknowledge here is that we are all in roles, mm -hmm. in social roles, relational roles, um, civic roles, right? All day long, every day. And most of those roles are assigned at birth. Many of them are implicit, meaning unspoken. And a lot of them come with a lot of prefab scripts that we then kind of struggle to do better at. Like, I'm a mom now, so what does it mean to be a good mom? Like, you learned what that means through a specific social lens. And we all carry different pressures around all of these roles that we then try to balance, right? In any one day, you're a maybe a parent, a partner, a coworker, a friend, a mentor, um, a boss, maybe a customer, uh, all sorts of social roles. You get pulled over on the side of the road and all of a sudden you have a role with a police officer and what all of those roles mean and the kind of psychic emotional loads they put on us and what they leave wanting, right? So within your social roles, and it can be really useful to like take a walk or sit down with a cup of something and map for yourself what social roles you already inhabit. Mm. What of those roles was voluntary versus chosen? And how much freedom you've given yourself to shape those roles into who you are around your strengths and weaknesses to make them more authentic, right? So I am a child, I'm a daughter, but I can shape how I show up as a daughter, right? And we can start calibrating these roles to serve us better. Meanwhile, erotic roles can be chosen, dynamic, creative, really anything you want them to be. And you don't need a partner to explore role playing. Mm -hmm. So after the break, I really want to break down, like, how do we start playing with erotic role playing energy, even if we never want to put on a costume, mm -hmm. even if we never want to pretend to be another kind of being, which can be really fun but is also kind of advanced erotic role playing. It can start with just saying a word to your lover that you wouldn't normally say. So I want to really roll out how we can all play with this and what the benefits might be. But first we want to take a break and thank our sponsors for this episode. Big thanks to our new sponsor, Love Honey, the world's biggest online sex toy store. Some of our all-time favorite toys come from the good folks at Love Honey, so we are thrilled to partner with them to bring you a discount on these incredible toys and their wide selection of pleasure tools. We recently tried out their rabbit-style vibrator, the Nova 2. You may have heard about rabbit-style vibrators all the way from the Sex and the City days, but this is a new generation toy 
The innovative design offers versatile, nonstop pleasure, even if you like to move around a lot during play. And that was my always my frustration with rabbit vibrators is they're kind of locked into one position and my body isn't locked into one position when I move. So the Nova 2 allows to bend and flex with your body while maintaining points of pleasurable contact. It has so many settings so you can dial it in to just what pleases you. You can even explore the We Connect app, which lets you or your partner take control with a touch of a screen and even includes long distance connectivity so you can play together even if you're far apart. Check out the We Vibe Nova 2 along with a huge range of other high quality sex toys at lovehoney.com and use the code PLEASUREMECHANICS20 for 20% off. Use the link in the show notes or go to pleasuremechanics.com slash Nova and we'll take you directly to this toy that has recently become a favorite ride. Check it out at pleasuremechanics.com slash Nova and use the code pleasuremechanics20 for 20% off from our friends at lovehoney.com. And whether you are using a toy or your hands or another object to stimulate yourself or pleasure your partner, having a high quality lube on hand can make every touch more pleasurable. We love the silicone lube from our friends at uberlube.com. Uberlube is pure, premium ingredients designed to add slip, slide, and glide to your strokes without introducing any chemical smells or tastes or extras that could get in the way of your connection. Uberlube is latex compatible, so you can use it with condoms for safe sex practices and is safe to use on every inch of you or your partner's skin. We love Uberlube, have had it by our bedside for years, and you can check it out at uberlube.com and use the code PLEASURE for 10% off and free shipping. That's uberlube.com, U-B-E-R-L-U-B-E, uberlube.com, and use the code PLEASURE for 10% off and free shipping. You'll find these offers and all of the generous offers from our podcast sponsors at pleasuremechanics.com toolbox. That's pleasuremechanics.com toolbox to fill your box with our favorite pleasure tools and toys. All right. So erotic role playing for everybody. Once we acknowledge that we are in all sorts of social roles all the time and that they demand certain things from us, right? Like we have certain demands as parents in our jobs, in our families, uh, in our friend networks. And These roles can leave us pent up in certain ways. They can leave us craving. They can leave certain parts of us unexpressed. And even just the nature of like the time and place we live in, you know, when we were at, can I out you as a warrior? Oh, sure. (laughs) When we were in the Halloween store the other day, Charlotte kept gravitating towards the, you know, and Charlotte is like the most loving, gentle, you know, you all know, you know, Charlotte. And she kept looking at these kind of warrior costumes and it's like, what in her wants to be expressed when she gravitates towards this? And we were talking about her history as a college athlete, right? And so what is it that wants to be played with, expressed? And some of this can be in the taboo zone, right? Parts of ourselves 
that give us energy and excitement and arousal, partly because they're prohibited. Mm. Right. And so something like being called one of my favorites, like a nasty little slut girl. Right. Like when one of my lovers growls that at me, it's like delicious fuel for my entire pussy and body because like I'm, you know, so much more than that. And I know that and they know that. But being like called out as a delicious little slut that wants to be fucked, like there's something about that that gives me a ton of energy. And so just that is a role that I can sink into in certain zones with certain people and play in. And the little slut girl does things that like, you know, the mom and the business owner and the professional and the this and the that and certainly the daughter and right and the person stopped by the police officer things that those roles can't do or don't do right and so my body gets new permission to move in a different way I get permission to say different things and we're playing in erotic roles even if it's really subtle right so another role is like you know we talk about kind of like the warrior that lives in so many of us so many of us have so much power that we haven't tapped into and so stepping into a role where we get to be in charge, where we get to be boss, where we get to be powerful and dominant, if only for a few hours, and to someone who's deeply craving that relational space, right? And so instead of getting stuck in our kind of played out, socially conditioned roles that are laden with old power dynamics, how can we get more playful and curious and creative and give ourselves permission to play with roles and storytelling and drama in new and refreshing ways and in ways that deeply reflect who you are, right? And so this is one of these interesting things because roles can be used to express parts of you that are deeply embedded and like a deep part of who you are and what wants to express itself. Or you can kind of go way the fuck out there and try on a role that's really different from who you are just to see what happens, right? Like just to try it on literally like a costume that you can take off. Mm -hmm. And if you have the dynamic with your lover or in your own imagination, again, this doesn't have to be with a partner um, where you can just try something on and see what happens. There's no pressure there to do it well, no certain attachment to how it's going to go. It's like, let me be your little slut girl for the night and like, let's see what happens. Right. It's really thinking about it as play and improvisation instead of a theater performance where you do it right or wrong and you get it, get it done. You get it correctly. It's you, you say the right things. You use the right voice. It's really more from that spirit of like a childlike imagination and drama and um, intensity if you mm -hmm. want, you know, so just really presencing play over performance again and again as we do always um, but this is in such a specific and different sphere mm -hmm. and I just want to speak to that part of doing this solo um, so that could be kind of a stretch for some people to imagine but it's it's sort of a, again an interesting idea to open up that space of play solo um, we have a dear friend who has a whole costume box and they just like to pull out different costumes and do their whole solo sex play in different costumes and like often looking in a mirror and they talk about wanting to like fuck themselves because they're so hot and it's like just like I find that so inspiring and expansive mm. just to kind of think about giving oneself that permission 
And this is a person who loves drama. And again, some people know that they love to go deep into this sphere and this world. And other ones of us, it feels like very edgy and a little bit scary. Mm -hmm. And so for those people, of which I am one, mm -hmm. this is a this is a like the world of sensation feels so easy and joyful for me and role playing feels edgier. And so what I want to say to all of us then is how do we just incrementally give ourselves permission to explore this a little bit with no pressure? What would happen if I acted as if dot 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 mm -hmm. or if I could be anything for one night I would try on being dot 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 right like we can fill in and we'll put some of these fill in the blank prompts on the podcast page for this episode um, and there's a lot more of that in the kink course, uh, whole date nights where mm -hmm. you're guided through possibilities and have whole worksheets to try things on. Um, because so much of this, yeah, as you said, can just happen in our own erotic imaginations. We don't have to buy any costumes or any props. It's just about giving ourselves permission to act a little differently than expected. Mm -hmm. Right? A role, we can get too attached to the drama theater idea of roles. But our role is really like, what is your part in the dynamic? So if you think about your sex life, like what has your role in your sexual dynamics been? How have you been expected to act? Uh, what do you expect of yourself? So something as simple as being more forward and initiating a kiss or coming up behind your lover and grabbing their butt in a way that you wouldn't normally do you are sinking into a slightly different role in that sexual dynamic. Mm. So it's like baby steps and infinite trajectories towards so many different, like really big energies we can play with. Right. And like often when we think about kink, we go all the way to the extremes of I'm going to take on this whole other persona for a scene, but just trying like touching your partner in different ways using different erotic talk and language, um, breaking your own rules to explore new roles, right? Mm. And exploring your boundaries, like what feels like directions of possible expansion? What actually are the boundaries that keep you safe and that like feel like good guardrails for you? Because we all want to do this differently, right? And a role can be someone who is worthy of worship, mm -hmm. right? And you could be a quilter who's really into like a specific kind of quilting and find someone who really appreciates and admires your skills in your quilting and will come over and praise the shit out of your new quilting and then give you hours of cunnilingus and worship the pants off of you. Right. And like you're using part of who you are to receive an erotic energy from someone who is a good fit for that role and there's just like infinite circuits we can run together as humans. And I think this is what's so inspiring to me when we think about roles just as like parts we play in erotic dynamics together. If we all give ourselves permission to light up a little bit more and explore different facets of ourselves and give them a little bit of permission to play. And I'm going to keep going back to this mm -hmm, word because mm -hmm. it's like, you know, just at the same time I'm being like daddy's little slut girl I'm also mistress daddy to another crush and I hold this space for her of being, you know, strong and steady and loving and caring and warm and generous 
while she is flailing in her life a little bit and we don't even have sex it's just like a full like crush friendship but I am in the role there of like a loving daddy presence and she can like come on my lap and just like relax a little bit and ask for that when she needs to and that's just a part of me that gets to be expressed kind of like with the volume turned up in this friendship where that role is really deeply appreciated and then in another friendship I'm in like a deep intellectual partnership and my role is to like do geeky research and report back about things and then like he does the same and we fuel each other's geekery right and so like all of those parts of me get lit up because I find people to play with in these roles that appreciate them so we weave these dynamics in our relationships with a little bit more intention and explicit thought and care and focus. They light us up and allow parts of ourselves to be expressed and allow things to be expressed through us. And I think we all admire actors and actresses, right? Like we have star worship with actors and actresses, partly because they can become channels for so many different kinds of energies. And we can marvel at how they can like take on these personas and make other people feel deep feelings, take us all on their emotional ride, pretending to be people they're not, right? And we can all harness that. And it's not pretending at some point, it's like allowing something to be expressed through you and then you can go as far with it as you want. Right. You can lightly explore. Oscar-worthy <laughs> erotic scenes are possible. And some people get really into that, you yeah. know, and they'll spend a month planning like, uh-huh. and you're this and this and create backstories and do costumes. And go like, on vacations, like yeah. orienting around fulfilling certain yeah. fantasies and explorations. Like, mm-hmm. And we will rent a specific car and stay in a specific place and take on these roles for the weekend and transform ourselves into people who do these things and fuck this way and do these nasty things to each other or these like sweet, beautiful things, right? It doesn't all have to be about nastiness. Just where my mind that's is just at. Who you are. Sorry. But um, the rest, but other people, if you're like, okay, that's really like a lot. Where, 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 where would I want to start? Uh-huh. So like walking around the Halloween store uh, and looking for items, accessories, g- a goblet, or, uh, you know, looking for specific things that spark some level of interest and curiosity and story in you Um, because it doesn't have to be a whole costume the costumes are just sort of icing on the cake anyway they are kind of an anchor to remind you of of a story that you're wanting to tell or an energy or an essential experience right so many of the costumes like what do they evoke right so I'm drawn to like the wolf masks and claws and fangs and it's like why well because I want to be scratched up and devoured and ravished I'm also drawn to like beautiful neck pieces and kind of like the goddessy stuff. Why? Because I love to adorn Charlotte and treat her like she's a holy object of worship. Um, I'm drawn to certain like kind of uniforms. And, you know, if I look at why, like there's always a sensual or erotic experience that it's like people who dress like that or carry that object do these things that I want to experience, right? Right, or embody certain energies that you think are sexy, erotic, mm-hmm. interesting. The pirate aisle was driving me wild. Yeah. Like, my- <laughs> I was like, I could just live here and gaze at these costumes and imagine forever and indeed my whole life. And so also, what have you been fantasizing about since you were a kid? 
What kind of stories have lit you up? Um, what were the movie scenes or stories or fables that as a kid like really captured your imagination? Mm-hmm. There might be seeds there for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me, I don't want to be a pirate. I want to be the pirate's captive that, you know, there's a line down the hallway waiting to serve. And that fantasy has been with me since forever, like since I was a kid. And it still lights me up and I blush even thinking about it. Um, So what is it for you? Like these like wildest out there fantasies that might point the way towards specific desires or just like what is a word that would have a little charge for you that if you said it in the heat of sex would make that sex hotter? What do you want to be called? What do you want to have done to you? Like, you know, your partner could be doing the exact same thing, right? And instead of stroking their head lovingly, you say something like, you know, you know, feast on me, right? And just that idea of like being someone who is feasted upon turns you on. It's adding you know? these other layers of of storytelling, of meaning making, of who that makes you become. What What is the dynamic between the two of you? It's like these words or certain embodiments just add extra energy, interest. And they all tug on our like collective yeah. social psychic network of stories, of drama. And there's wells of energy there. And they're mm-hmm. different for each of us, right? So you might have a thing with cheerleaders, like because you wanted to be a cheerleader and never had the guts to go out for the squad because of body shaming in your high school, right? And you might have always had a gaze upon cheerleaders like, oh, that's kind of yummy to me, but it's not for me. Mm -hmm. You can buy a cheerleading outfit and just wear it home one day and be greeted by your partner as if you're coming home from cheerleading practice. And it can be as simple as that. Right. And that might add this whole like playful, like really yummy, refreshing dynamic for you and kind of heal that part of you that never got to wear the cheerleading outfit and be celebrated in it. As I'm gazing over Charlotte's head, looking at my cheerleading outfit. Yeah, it's not from yeah. any, no, anyone's not, not a personal <laughs> example or anything. Nothing like that. Um, you know, or like maybe you always, I don't know. I could go on and on with examples, most of from out of my own dirty imagination. I love it. But what's really important is for you to look within your own imagination, your own erotic psyche, and see what lights you up, what sparks curiosity, Like what is just there with a little bit of energy ready to fuel you a little Mm -hmm. bit and then to give it permission to come out and play if even in your own masturbation. And imagination, start there. You don't have to embody it. You could just imagine it to start with. Because our beautiful brains, when we imagine something deeply, our beautiful brains act as if that's real and trigger full body responses and we can get information there. Yeah, it's just about giving ourselves a little more permission to take up a little bit more space in Mm -hmm. this whole other realm and see Mm -hmm. what's there, see what kind of what it lights up, what it. Mm -hmm. And I fantasized about being the cheerleader, you know, my queer ass fat body in high school never got to be Um, long before I walked into the store. And so and it's, you know, it's even just like a a cheerleader esque skirt, right? Like something that evokes that energy. And I saw it in the store and I gave myself permission to buy it on sale. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't have done that if I hadn't rolled around with it in my fantasies long enough to realize like, yeah, that's still kind of hot for me. Mm. Um, yeah. And again, and when it comes to things like that wolf ravishment energy, I don't actually want a partner in a wolf mask, but that might be hot. <laughs> 
but what I have is a series of sharp tools. I have all sorts mm -hmm. of fingertip claws and these barbecue claws that are used for shredding up a pig after being roasted. But we use them just to like gently or not so gently run them across one another's skin and it brings out that clawing energy. And so we can invoke all of this different sensation, energy, dynamics with simply following these clues. And using so, a tiny prop yeah. that then evokes a whole set of energies. So pay attention this Halloween season. Look around you. It's a time of costumery and revelry and that carnivalesque celebration of this. So give yourself permission to linger in the Halloween aisle, go to the Halloween store, browse online, and just see what lights you up. Notice your own curiosities and interests and trust them and give them a little permission to play. Yes. And remember that everything is on sale the day after Halloween if you want to get extra. <laughs> but you don't have to year. wait for your desires to be on sale, babies. You <laughs> yeah. go for it. And you can start small. One accessory or even just an idea brought home and woven into your erotic imagination can be a portal. Totally. Wishing you lots of pleasure and joy and imagination. This and exploration. And beyond. You'll find all of our resources at pleasuremechanics.com. If you want to explore erotic role-playing and kinky sex further, go to pleasuremechanics.com slash kink and allow us to guide you step-by-step step into the wonderful world of kinky sex. And embodying lots of different erotic energies through somatic uh, guidance. Mm -hmm. We like guide you in literally embodying certain energy mm -hmm. so it feels less intimidating um, and easier to do. Mm -hmm. Hit play and let Charlotte's loving voice guide you in discovering how you want to play. Mm -hmm. um, that's all at pleasuremechanics.com slash kink. We are here for you. We love you. We'll see you next week. I'm Chris. I'm Charlotte. We are the Pleasure Mechanics. Wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. <laughs>